Pecciolato sharp and smart. Elliptical just in front. Sharp and smart. Goes to it. The outside lunges. And I think got up to win. Uh, hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. Uh, Rogie was back in town in Sydney yesterday. Uh, it seemed like Hugh Bowman got a big kick out of winning the spring champion on Sharp and Smart. What a staying performance. Down south, it was all about Animo. It was, it was, it was, everyone was talking about Animo yesterday, winning, winning the Cox Plate. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah he is a superb horse and, and what, his record is amazing as it stands, and it could be so much better. When you look back, when he drew those wide barriers yeah. in the Golden Slipper, mm -hmm. he was nudged out. He drew the wide barrier in the Blue Diamond, he got nudged out. He, he had no luck in the Golden Rose, mm -hmm. nudged out. And he should have got the protest in the Cox Plate last year. He could have a champion record. Well, he yeah. could have. He could have 11. Yeah, group ones. One. He's got seven, but four seconds and a third. Uh, I'm trying to recall a, a spring four-year-old who has had more success mm. than that. And Octagonal, no. I think, by that stage might Lonro? have won six. Lonro. I don't know whether Lonro had won that many no. by that mm. stage. No. He's got, he's got a bit of a bit of octagonal about him. He doesn't yeah. win by far, but mm. he, he, he gets it done. Yeah. Mm. What, where, where does he go to from here? What, what do they do with him? Apparently overseas. Mm. That'll be exciting. Yeah. The only group one I think he's failed in is the Queen Elizabeth. The last year's oh, no, Queen very Elizabeth. Heavy track. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what did you think of Sharp and Smart? I reckon he was unbelievable. Um, we a lot opposed him yesterday. Just worried about the lead-up form, and he. There's so many stories out of that Champion Stakes. I, I think it's uh, an intriguing race. Like he, he kept his cool. I can see what Bowman was doing on him because mm. he didn't want to rev him up, thinking. Or maybe he had in the back of his head they might want to go to the derby yeah. next with him. But he got away with it. I don't know, if he yeah. would have got beat, he would have got a few baggers. Yeah, I don't know if he was covering up for the ride, but um, off air he said, oh, like, I wouldn't have ridden him any different or something. Mm. You know, he wouldn't have won if I rode him different. It was like, oh, not sure about that. But he, I think he was lucky when um, Makalate and that got popped out and mm. forced into the race at the 600. It just made the race for Huey, just tacked on their backs. and. He'd be a frustrating horse to ride, winning by such a small margin all the time. He's yeah, I think he was more excited than normal, maybe because he got out of a situation there. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, let's let's exactly. start with that, because that's where we were yesterday at uh, Royal Ramwick. So let's start with the spring champion stakes and uh, sharp and smart. So he's, he's deep all the way. He, uh, he is, but he's in a beautiful rhythm. There's just so many stories here that you could just go down the page, you know. Um, he had a beautiful run, the Victorian Olympic, but did he was he left stranded there far too soon? I don't know. Um, Macalade, he, he was put into a good spot, and then uh, he, he's run boldly again. And then you know you could you could go down the page here. I think um, she's extreme. There's a talking point with her. Every, every speed map in Australia had her leading, but that can be a tricky start. That 2000 meters. It, it can be start. a horrible start, Ronnie. Um, sort of make mention of. Um, Tommy Sherry here. He had the stick in the right hand, just got handled a little bit by Blake Shin. Blake Shin's riding at the top of his game. Um, he just nudged out at about the 600 and Tommy Sherry should have been a little bit sharper, got up and sort of held Blake in behind Williamsburg. Um, might have cost himself a group one, but the, the winning horse, he's, oh, I think he's something special. Well, we'll get to find out because I think McDonald takes over in the mm. derby now. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it was terrific. I think Renaissance woman, she mm. got that interference early. I don't think she should lose any admirers as far as going towards the Oaks. And I think Manzois wasn't a bad little long shot badge, um, run for the Derby there as well. But it's all about the winner. Williamsburg may be ridden a little too close, uh, but that's in that's just in retrospect. Um, but. It's just hard to take anything away from that winner because he did it uh, the hard way. Rogie started talking about the Spring Champion Stakes straight after his last run in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's kept true to his word, winning that Group 1, where we think, I think it was 51 when we counted yesterday, and then uh, 
it grew to 53 pretty quickly. The, the, <laughs> because of the, the combination, the, the training partnerships oh, change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Group one's in New Zealand, group one's in Australia, training partnerships. It's, it's hard to, to bring them all together, but yeah. we think it might be 53. But uh, Deb and Graham, their first group one together was Scarlet Lady in the Oaks in Queensland, but that was their first at Royal Randwick together. It's not Rodgie's yeah, first, of course, exactly. but, but yeah. in, a, in a training partnership with Deb, it was uh, their first. So uh, here's Rodgie, uh, Bowman and all the other jockeys. He's a good horse. He's still six months away. Hughie just said, you know, he went uh, 50 yards further than anything. He sure did. But he's, uh, every time you ask him to do more, he just does it. I haven't had a horse like him for a long time. He's only got one more week and then he can come home and have a good holiday. Is that right? Come back. Yeah, I'm going to run him in the derby. They said he'll go a mile and a half, no worries. And he gets a good track. He's better on the good track than the wet. You earmarked this race, this particular race, after he was beaten up there in Brisbane. Yeah, I just thought he, he didn't know anything in Brisbane. And uh, that Peter Volandis, what he's done for uh, Sydney racing and that, uh, I'm going to bring five back for the autumn and give some of your big races a bit of a touch-up. Will he win the derby, Graham? Yeah, he will. Oh, he's a very courageous horse and I had a lot of confidence in him and I, I knew it was a sticky draw but I didn't want to fall in the trap of getting him up racing like he was over the mile at Warwick Farm when he bounced well. I rushed him into the box seat position and, you know, I just had to take my medicine. But what I did, what I was able to do was get him into a really good rhythm. He wasn't spending any gas and I knew I had the two to beat position right in front of me and that's why I didn't press forward to pocket them. I waited for them to inject pressure into each other and I did my work around the course but they did their work from the from the 700 to the to the line and um, the best horse came in on top. You had the last laugh. Well I, I, I was just lucky I was on a horse that just has a great will to win and I, I know him well and he, he's come a long way in the last six months and he's going to continue to improve as a galloper and um, very exciting. Black Singh elliptical? Ah, look he was super going in defeat um, had the right run to win. Just got, I, I got exposed a little earlier than I would have liked on this ground 2000 first time. Probably the difference between winning and losing, but he's a, he's a top class horse in the making. Glenn Schofield, she's extreme. Yeah, no, she ran enormous. She was a back, sort of back, back third. I was expecting to be probably a little bit further forward. She didn't step away as well as I'd like her to, so, but nonetheless, she ran an enormous race. Tom Seri, Machalate? Yeah, um, really good run. Got a good spot, he travelled well. He fought hard up the straight, he had a he had a fight in his hands the whole way up the straight and um I think once he finishes into a nice fire roll he's gonna be an even better horse. Karen McAvoy Williamsburg. He's run a good race. He um you know ended up landing close than what I thought we would, but there wasn't any pressure and it was a sort of a race ran unlike to any of his previous races in terms of tempo and whatnot, so um he still ran a good race though. Rachel King, Renaissance Woman. Uh, she's run a super race. She got absolutely stood on her head at the start and did well to recover from that. Um, she'll be ready to go again soon. Keegan Latham, Owen County. Really happy with this horse's effort. It was a better run than the gloaming. They travelled behind the, the favourites and uh, hopefully it'll be, a, be a better horse next prep. William Pike, Manzois. Uh, he was game and he tried, but he, he just never travelled. Jason Collett, Conqueror. He's a handful in the barriers. It's, it's, uh, it's not working this prep. Josh Parr, Promito. I felt it was a live chance for a large portion of the race and uh, the moment he started to, to struggle, two strides later I was completely out of it, so somewhat of a head-scratcher. Brenton Abdullah Coppelson. He had a lovely run, uh, but he was a beaten horse a long way out, so he'd probably just come to the end of his prep. Regan Bayless Bunker Hut. Yeah, planned to ride in midfield, but I, I had to adapt that first hundred. There wasn't a lot of pressure and, um, you know, he might be better sort of next preparation after a good spell. OK, let's go and hear from uh, Sam Friedman now, talking about elliptical. He ran a great race. He probably looked like he was going to hold on there the last couple of hundred, but um, yeah, run down by, by an experienced horse. And our horse is still learning a lot. He's probably still floating a little bit when he hits the front. So, um, yeah, proud of the horse. He's had a brilliant preparation so far. Whether we head to the paddock or push on, we'll just see how he pulls up. And uh, now she's extreme with Anthony Cummings. Yeah, she ran a really good race. Um, Barry, I suppose, is, is where she lost it. Um, just didn't sort of jumped clean enough to be in a prominent position early, which we thought we might be. 
uh, and then having gotten back, that's okay. Uh, she wasn't far off the place getters and that, but just got held up from the half mile for quite a while uh, and didn't get out until late, maybe good ground late, but you know, had she been out of the in clear air from the half mile, I'd just say she would have won. Um, it, it sort of fires the appetite for the race in Melbourne. So at this stage, the intention is to go there. Maybe she'd wait and see how she pulls up, obviously enough, but uh, the plan right now would be to go to Melbourne on the Oaks. Uh, now to the invitation, uh, $2 million for the fillies and mares at 1,400 metres, and it was promise of success, uh, winning second up. Well, we all know she's a good mare when right. This is a very strange race. And when they, when they dropped anchor here, mm. uh, they just all run each up, up each other's backside. Oh, I thought they were yeah. all going to clip heels there for a while, Corey. It looked, uh, it looked a bit ugly. Yeah, Espiona <clears throat> got right up on their backs. Even uh, McAvoy on the winner. It just looked really, really awkward for probably about a furlong. Um, uh, it, was, it, it was quite a messy race. A it was quite a messy race. Um, tough win. Kieran McAvoy's in great form. Um, he's been struggling a little bit, but um, I think Huey should have won the race. Yeah, look, um, look, she's got upside. She obviously running that very heavy track first up there, uh, the winner, and uh, the, and uh, she can uh, go on. She was very good last prep. She just held up for a stride there, the, the second filly, wasn't she? The second medal, and oh, although she got a beautiful split through, it was just not her style of race. She was very brave again, Nimalee. Bill Passeer was good. Um, yuck, 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 Espiona. Um, yep, yeah, You've had enough, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had enough, champ. I put the pen through it yesterday. Yeah, she, no, she, she had good she enough run. She didn't adapt either with the, when they slowed, but she's mentally yeah. drained, uh, like the, the punters following her. And um, never talk was <laughs> never talk was excellent, considering she was out the back again. And I think the improver, she's a belter. Um, she'll improve off that. That was only her first run back, and she's a dry tracker. But it's a hard race to assess and read, considering mm. the, they went out, they stopped, they all got out of their comfort zone, pulling their heads off, then that sprint again. Mm. It, it was a funny race. Uh, well, after the race, here was John O'Shea and Kerry McAvoy. I'm just really happy for, uh, obviously, my team, and, and for Mitho and Nigel. You know, like, we've been mates for a long time, and... When I went back out training, they're the first place to knock on your door. So um, it's a tremendous group of people. It's a tremendously talented mare. Um, you know, when she jumped and got that spot, we were just so happy in the run. It's just Bolton and Kieran did a wonderful job to get her out and really happy for him. I think you had her primed first up, but it was a, a race she just couldn't win as it turned out. No, and Kieran looked after her, to be fair, and he, he was said to me, he said, look, Kieran in the gates, she felt enormous. He said, I'd love to ride her in a fortnight. And she ran third last, so that was encouraging. And he stuck with her, and he's got the due results. Big, strong mare and, you know, quality mare in her own right, Brownie. And the last run sort of didn't really go to plan. It was quickly run racing that heavy ground, and we got back, and she actually dipped quite badly a couple of times, and said to John, just put a complete line through that. And, um, you know, she, she, she won a couple of nice races, obviously over seven furlongs last time in and gave me good feels doing it. So I was confident to just switch her off early and I switched her off as best I could. She traveled quite keen a couple of times, but um, top of the lane, she was full of running and um, yeah, well, well played to John and the team. Uh, Greg Pritchard was able to catch up with Matt Smith with Nimalee. She's a really top mare and uh, she's having a really good preparation. The run today was tough again. Uh, no favours from the gate again today, but she was tough all the way up the straight. She's run very well. Another 200,000 jumped in for the owners, taking it to almost 1.8 million. Yeah, no, she, uh, she really flies the flag for the stable, this mare. She's uh, super tough and consistent and uh, you know we'd love to run her uh, in Melbourne next Saturday, so we'll just see how she pulls up. But uh, she pulls up well, well, we'll head to Melbourne. All right, now to Melbourne and Animo, the Cox Plate. His 20th career start, his seventh Group 1 victory, the biggest prize of them all for Animo was yesterday, winning the Cox Plate over on Thunderstruck and El Bodigan. Yeah, well, he was never going to lose, was he? Once he landed in that box seat and McDonald just got him interested there uh, early and he, he got to the leaders and you know he's... Uh, well, he's a fighter, and they're not going to get past him from here. It was terrific. He was set up beautifully to, for that race. I'm thunderstruck. He sits off him and, and runs home very, very strongly. Um, but And the other horse, I thought he ran through the pain barrier, that import there. He was in a bit of trouble mid-race when they sprinted. He'll bog it on. Uh, he, he kept running through that pain. The horse had had no luck here. His gold trip. 
on the inside. He, he has no luck at all in this race. But I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. Uh, the winner is mm. just a, you know, he's a superstar. We sat here a few weeks ago watching Animo walk back to scale. Yeah. James yeah. McDonald jump off and rush towards James Cummings and Nassim mm. uh, to tell him he was worried. Yep. Uh, he recovered quickly, but he's gone from being sore in, after the George Main to doing that. Incredible. No, they've, they've handled him well. Uh, and let's see what the next step is. Well, mm. Will he run again? They want to go around the world. Yeah, well, why not? That's what why the not? boss wants. Mm. Can't wait gets. to speak to uh, J-Mac next and just ask him, he done the same at Caulfield, just for that 50 metres, that four or five strides, he hits that little bit of a flat spot. But he keeps him... Yeah, but he, he keeps, keeps him, him interested, yeah, no, but it's... See, because he, he lost interest when they were trying to teach him early, not riding that horse. I know it was wide draws and they're terrified to go forward because he hasn't really got great gates. But, yeah. But since he draws barriers, I mean, I've said it all the way along, he has to be ridden in the box seat, that mm. horse, because he can cope with it now. As soon as he gets to 1,400, uh, um, uh, a mile or further, you just... Whack him in the box. Yeah. He does the rest. Yeah. He does the rest. Uh, the Manicato Stakes was held over from Friday night when a big storm hit uh, Melbourne to be the last 11th race on that Mooney Valley program yesterday. Have a look at this. Bella Nipotina. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, they, they all had to back up from the Friday night, but uh, it didn't worry her. She rails through here. Paul Alley's had an off day here. Um, and what can you say? I give, her give her a slot. Give her a slot. I want act. <laughs> I want act affair. When's trick to the Everest start? Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> look. Look at this railing up here. She gets underneath them, and it's all over. Funny, as for a stranger, Animo and her both run second in these races last year. Animo and the oh, Cox Plate, yeah. and she yeah. runs second in this race. So they've both got their revenge this year, and uh, in a big, big way. That was impressive. That, that was, was impressive super impressive because I noticed, obviously. Through the day, they started to creep out off the fence a little bit. The track was obviously a little bit worn on the inside, but Craig cut the corner and got up underneath, and just the acceleration was super impressive. Mm. We'll take a break, come back with more after this. Okay, let's go to the Brian Crowley Stakes now. Cote uh, went from a midway, a midway, to a listed Brian Crowley. Yeah, well, he's um, a horse heading in the right direction on a high. He's, he's a strange character. He, he he does everything wrong until you let him rip at the hundred, and then he flattens out like a real horse. He loves know? it. Yeah, he he he's just all legs and aggression. And then if you get a close up of him, you know, knuckling down, you just see this horse. He's a great mover when he's let rip into his into his uh, into his business late. He, he was terrific again and. Um, obviously, I did hear that Anthony's going to put him away. I think it's a, a wise move. Yeah. Interesting speaking to Jason Collin after the race. He said he's one of those horses. He said the moment you grab him to try and like ride him a race, he'll wrestle you. He said the moment you let him go, he doesn't want to wrestle. He, yeah. he said he's just really weird. He said he just doesn't like you touching him. You know, we've made the comment before that fast horses be fast. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, he's a work in progress, but he's... He's a nice horse. Leave me alone, I'll do yeah, it for you. Yeah, I'll do it. Just correct. Do, That's yeah. exactly how Jason said it, yeah. Thronbone was good. Um, Dashing Legend just doesn't settle, doesn't help himself at all. And Insurrection may have just come to the end of the preparation. It's all about the winner. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm interested to see what he's going to do in the autumn. All right, well, here's Anthony Cummings and Jason Collett. You know, he's always been up to this grade. For him, it was a matter of just learning how to do it properly. Uh, you know, even today, he sort of makes mistakes. He's just raw energy, raw ability, um, the, um, but a, a hell of a lot to offer. What do you think's left under the hood? Oh, plenty. Yeah. I mean, he's still not helping himself in a lot of ways, uh, and yet he's still able to uh, compete uh, at a high level and, and do it convincingly. So, um, you know, there was, I think, some doubt in some people's minds today with a better track. You know, he's handled some very heavy tracks very well uh, recently. Uh, the better track brought other horses into play. Others were going to uh, be more comfortable. But um, regardless of that, he's still one as you like. He's a progressive type, and that's, I think that's his nature. I don't know if we'll ever change that, but maybe in time with more racing, he'll just sort of be a bit more relaxed about the whole situation. He's really good behind the barriers, but because pre-parade pre, pre -parade, uh, antics aren't, aren't ideal. 
Well, and even in mid-race, he got attacked a fair way from home, and he still managed to fight him off? Yeah, he did. I was, uh, had a nice horse under me, and it was just a matter of um, just releasing him and hoping that he'd, he'd had enough, obviously, onto a bit of surface today, which, you know, prior to this was on, on, on the heavy tracks, which he seemed to relish. OK, to the uh, first running of the Calendar Presnell. Uh, a million-dollar race. Golden Mile came back from Victoria, having won the Caulfield Guineas and uh, wins this uh, Group 2 feature. Gee, it always looked cosy in the run. Look at him, he just cruises, 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 and um, he's got a bit of class about him, and I think the, the maybe the class has got him home at his, his past two. Like, uh, James is talking about him as maybe being a Doncaster mile horse in the autumn, and yeah, he could well be. He looks more of a Golden Eagle type to me, uh, but that wouldn't sit well on the Stallions uh, roster, but the money will. Uh, but he is a lovely horse and, and, and although um, at the top of the straight you would have thought he's going to put five on them yeah. the way he cruised yeah, up and that second horse is flying communist. I thought nearly the run of the race a lot more love yes. coming from back off and was just held up marginally a couple of times but um, just love the way that she runs through the line taking nothing away from the win I thought it was a terrific win considering that his grand final was the week before Caulfield Guineas um, he had no, no dints in his armour watching him walk around the enclosure. He still looked a picture of health. Um, just a good, tough win. Yeah, she just got back behind those couple of thousand to one chances. Yeah. There a lot more love, and it did her no favours um, getting behind those horses, that's for sure. There was a good run in that race. It was called Token Capitalist. Um, I don't know where he's come from. Um, he's come from uh, winning a Hawkesbury Maiden, uh, but he was excellent considering circumstances and might be one uh, for the future. And he trialled on Tuesday, didn't he? Because he had to pass that trial because he lost the rider. That's right, he lost the rider yeah. at the barriers. In the barriers, yes. So he had a busy week yeah. and he's run a bottle Lost the rider Saturday, trialled during the week and back at the races. Yeah. Um, anything more? No? I don't think so. It's all about where the winner's going to head and um, the future in store because their job's done. He's won a Caulfield Guineas, he's, mm. he's won a million dollar race at his yeah. next start and then they can aim out of Doncaster, you know, with a profile like that, and do an animo with him. Let's, let's keep improving this horse. The one, every time I hear Golden Mile, I think of In Secret. I just think, how good is she going to be? Like, well, you'll find out next week. She'll yeah. go around in the, uh, the Coolmore. Yeah. Uh, here are two Hall of Famers back-to-back, Beedman and Bowman. Left it open for Huey. Um, just, you know, back his judgement with the horse and have confidence in the horse. The horse has got a great turn of foot. And, He's a very fit seasoned horse and he's come out of that uh, Caulfield Guineas win and in superb order and his class got him home today again so he's, he's really got that fighting spirit to win when he was able to just work into the race nice but quality colt and um, certainly going places. Yes he's got a great future but maybe no further than that distance. No well you know he's out of a sort of a very fast mare um, collaborate there's a lot of speed on the on the dam side and a stern, well, you know, he won a golden rose, but you'd, you'd swear blind that you're saddling up a stern um, in the stalls. He's got yeah. such a, his dad's head just all over. Um, a lovely temperament, and um, you know, he's, a, he's a quality colt. He's shown it his last couple of all prep, realistically. He's, he's been a model of consistency, and he showed what he's capable of with a, with, with a dominant win in what would appear to be a pretty strong Caulfield Guineas this year. And uh, we, we, with him, with the inventions of this wonderful race, uh, uh, Presnell um, calendar race, it, it, it's given James Cummings and the Godolphin team an option to come up here and race for this huge prize money with what's an over, already a very valuable colt. So uh, to get the opportunity to ride him is, uh, is obviously an honour and he didn't let anyone down. One thing I admire about Darren, he knows those families back oh. to the front, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Because he rode most of their grand dams and great grand dams. He's been part of that process. You have too. You rode a lot of these. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm 10 years younger than Dazza, though. Yeah, Come but on. you came in no, after him. For it. sure, for sure. And yeah. he, he actually mentioned that. He, he Another race, he said, oh, you rode its, its um, you know, its mother. And yeah. said, well, you rode its grandmother. That's I right. rode its mother. That's so. right. <laughs> but he, he can't remember all that stuff, surely. He's got to, he must be getting he, into reading up no, on the pedigrees as well. As I actually, we were talking about a few things yesterday. Sammy Clippin and I, I, he was talking about Golden Mile, his ride um, previous. And he, he said, oh, you know, should I have rode it like this? And I said, go and ask Darren, because Darren can tell you every one of those horses in that stable, 
for the last 25 years, how they were ridden, you know, what they were better ridden like. He's a wealth of knowledge, Dad. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It, it is, is amazing. He's yeah. great to listen to. Um, Rightio, so that's, uh, let's go to Michael Friedman now with Communist. Come ahead in leaps and bounds, this preparation, he really has. Um, you know, I just said to the owners, to, we're probably a bit stiff to, to run into a Caulfield Guineas winner in a race like this. Um, and it was two or three lengths to the third horse. So, yeah, I think he's come a long way. Um, I think there's a lot of upside in him, so he'll probably have a bit of a breakdown. We'll see what we can do with him in the autumn. OK, let's go to Perth now. We're going to uh, go to this call by Darren McCauley. Amelia's Jewel. She's four from four now, unbeaten as a two-year-old. Uh, she's, uh, all of her races have been black type. She returned yesterday uh, and w watch this filly. Straight man crush leads Snow Dome. Two lengths behind them, Amelia's Jewel being asked the question. No run, rumour says. Snow Dome comes out after Man Crush. Over on the outside, Amelia's Jewel trying a life out. On the inside, Man Crush kicks. Now Amelia's Jewel and Snow Dome coming. Here comes Amelia's Jewel. Amelia's Jewel diving. She got there. She got there, the filly. Brave win first up. Amelia's Jewel from Snow Dome. Man Crush close up behind them. Penny on the Queen. Rumour says Azina. Gap in the field then. Now, you don't often hear McCauley really dig deep. Yeah. Uh, but she's the star of the show in Perth. She's the next big thing. Mm -hmm. She is. She's the highest rated two-year-old of the season, included all our fillies over here, uh, all two-year-olds. She's got the highest rating, if you want to judge them by mm. that. Um, there were worrying signs with the two trials. I think, oh, has she come back? Mm. Has she come back? And, and I can understand why, looking at mm. them. But... And it was an absolute bottler of a ride there, I must say. He got in an awkward position on the fence. First opportunity, peeled off, is on the, the other favourite's back, Carberry. But she's a good filly. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, they run fast time and she should improve. And I, you know, I can't wait to see her again. Mm. Obviously, she didn't have the wow factor about her yesterday, but... It's very hard for these two-year-old fillies to turn three and come back, which we've seen in the past. But at least she's back a winner. Mm. Uh, so well done to Simon Miller and uh, Paddy Carberry. And she's now four out of four after winning the Belgravia Stakes there yesterday as the Perth Carnival starts to really ramp up. We'll take a break and back with more. Let's go back to the first race of the day in the uh, Kirkham Plate. And didn't Barber give them the short back and sides? Here he is, the first race of the day, all unraced two-year-olds. Yeah, he's a lovely car. I thought that would have got a bigger laugh, boys. <laughs> I thought it would have got a bigger laugh. Thanks for your, su thanks for your support. <laughs> so... Uh... Yeah, he's a lovely horse. He's got a bit of quality about him. Gets the job done after getting all favours, so he's a good style of colt. Um, all these two-year-olds will be thought of probably if this golden gift's not far off, and that's why you think, yeah, that's why get off and had five here yeah. and coincide forward hard after leading. Uh, shine your light, you know, rip a job. Massive. It yeah. was massive. It come from job. back off him, run through the line really strong. Um, dipsy doodle. Maybe another run without a set of earmuffs on, but might end up an earmuff source. Just too highly strung at this point, running through the bridle. Still done a good job. Um, Rachel done a good job to try and settle the horse, but just um, sort of do, not doing everything wrong, but just way, way too fierce. Yeah, she, she was, then there was an indication with that, uh, just with a few interviews, I didn't see it in the trial. Yep. She looked to come back underneath them beautifully, but she must be a hard going thing at home, just listening to James and uh, saying, and Darren, and yep. she's just a little bit, a bit of a hothead at yep. this stage, but that might knock the edge off her. I thought Razor's was one to do something. He had only had, very rarely you see a, a two-year-old only have its first trial on the Tuesday and then go straight to the race yeah. on Saturday. So that tells me he might be the one with the, the most improvement. Uh, here is uh, Darren Beeman. Uh, yeah, Darren Beeman and Blake Shin. Credit to the team, the way that these five horses turned up here today and acquitted himself in a very professional manner. And um, Blake Shin, you know, what can you say? He's been in scintillating form since he came back from Hong Kong. And today, really, you know, he probably could have held the fence and, and held the lead, but he just rode with the jockey that, um, you know, with confidence and gave the horse a chance and settled in behind and, 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 and went through his gears nicely. But I'd just like to make special mention to, um, you know, there's a lot of people in our organisation, but Kent Wade, he does a lot of 
a lot of um, hard work and puts a lot of hours in with these cults. He, he's he, he's the sort of head man of the cult section at Crown, and you know he's bought horses like Animo and this fella through. So you know he's very good horseman, and you know we're we're here on race day, and um, along with all the other staff there at Crown, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fabulous nursery for you know for our for our. Uh, for our thoroughbreds, and um, he's a really nice colt, this horse. Oh, look, at, you know, as you know, it makes our job easier when you ride for Godolphin and such a great trainer in, in James Cummings. That uh, the horses are so well, um, so well presented. They're educated beautifully for a great system that he's set up. And um, fortunately, I'm on a really nice horse today that drew well and. Yeah, he's very talented. He's a professional, like he posited up just in behind the speed. Got a little bit of pressure from Willie Pike on the outside, like he's going to try and hold you in the pocket. But once you got clear running, he really lengthened. He did, yeah. Look, he, 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 I wasn't sure where he was going to settle. Maybe I might have led, but when he didn't break the best, I was just happy to ride the horse. And he, he relaxed well. Um, just had to wait for that opening and use horse kick strong. And it got into a bit of a fight, but my horse was there for the challenge and he showed really nice qualities and he's a promising horse going forward. Uh, let's go to the highway and it was Socrates winning back-to-back -back highways for James Ponsonby. Yeah, in rare form. You know, I think, uh, what's it, three straight now. And obviously it wasn't just the bias last time and he because he had more weight here and it was a fairer track and he still puts them away. Uh, another beautiful ride by this star apprentice, uh, Dylan Gibbons. Uh, King of Spades, he's so, so honest. He's sure he's going to win one of these shortly. And his stable mate, Leather Jacket Lou, <laughs> he's a stayer. He's that wide no cover the whole way. It was massive and got put into the race about the 600 metres. Um, birthday boy, 21. Mm. What a way to celebrate. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a star of the future. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, he's got a great attitude, that boy. Yeah. And what I might have, I'm not even going to mention my old mate here at Gel Mari. He's, uh, <laughs> no. He's had every possible there. Yep. They can have a little holiday with Espiona. <laughs> That's right. They can have a little <laughs> party together. Yeah. Uh, here's James Ponsonby and Dylan Gibbons. I think today's win more so uh, shows off the talent of Dylan Gibbons uh, as a jockey. I mean, you have him going forwards, and the speed map said we were probably going to be on pace, but uh, Dylan took a quick option there to take cover, and the tempo was strong. He looked like he was in a bit of trouble there at the top of the straightaway but I had a little bit of confidence because Dylan was more worried about knocking someone down rather than getting out so I thought he must have a little bit of something up his sleeve um, but yeah it's just it's terrific yeah. you win at Randwick. I was getting a bit worried there for a bit that I was, I was going to get beaten by a close margin but lucky my bloke's honest as the day is long. You didn't panic though mate you let him go through his years once he did get the run? Yeah he, he travelled so well and when he first came off the bridle I thought I was going to have a bit more there and I got a bit worried, but to his credit, when I got him out in the clear, you know, he knew his job and, and he really dug deep. Uh, on to the midway now, the third emergency getting into the field, Liberty Sun scoring for Greg McFarlane and Josh Parr. Yeah, big return to form. He'd been a little bit out of sorts. We know he's talented enough on his day, this horse. He'd been 12 months since he'd won a race, but he has contested a lot harder races than this. So Good draw, right grade. I'm going to say good draw. Nothing really went right. He did draw barrier three and uh, didn't get any closer than that, but he's, he seemed to react okay. Either or, well, she just so, so honest. She um, keeps running really good races at this, this level. She's going to fight back for a stride or two here. Super bright. The lightly raced horse of the field is probably the one with a touch of our upside, although I do think a Astero will improve condition-wise and... Um, has more to offer as well, but um, yeah, typical midway. He, um, the winner, if he had a bit more of a target, he, when he got out in front, all he done was run about and stargaze. He's all over For the a horse with 30, 30 odd starts under his belt, I thought he would have went a bit straighter, but uh, the wind did pick up there. It was quite noticeable. Yeah. Horses running into it um, didn't focus up real well. There's a headwind in the straight all day there, and it just got stronger. Here's McFarlane and Parr. I had him on a similar program to last year, and and uh, unfortunately, the weather sort of put us back a bit, yeah. and I, I missed time Port Macquarie with him. Uh, and then, but I knew that the riding was on the wall from there. He's improved three or four lengths since that run, and uh, I thought hopefully today he could do the job. You knew he was working up to something. Oh yeah, look, he, he's, I said to the owners the other day, I said, look, he's got his speed back. Let's just hope yeah. he's got the, the distance back, which I'm, I'm sure he does with the speed. So, uh, look, he, he's been proving in track work the last two weeks. So. It's great. I've become a bit of a gypsy, haven't I? I uh, can't seem to settle in the one place at the moment, but I'm uh, pleased to be having luck in the in the process. You know what it's like travelling. It's it's not all that easy, is it? But uh, if you're riding winners, it certainly makes it more enjoyable and um, yeah, it's good fun. 
good effort because he didn't get the best of luck in the run. No, correct. I come, come out of the barrier on him quite neutral because I, I have had a bit of experience on him in the past and it's just all real steady steps with him. And I was just forced to, to lean on him slightly uh, to avoid the pressure from May Rose and it, and it just forced him into going a bit keen. I, I was a nuisance to the stable, mate. I, I thought I'm going to have to win from here because um, I've ruined the stable mate's chances. I, <laughs> I've got to get this guy home now. OK, more races to come after this break. This is Thoroughbred Weekly, and uh, here is Mahagoni. David Payne's stable just keeps uh, racking up winners. Yeah, they do. They're chipping away, and uh, he got a couple of progressive horses, and this is one. He, look, he was back to a 78 here and got a, a lovely sweet ride, we keep saying. He's, yeah. he's just balances but, these horses. But what, I, what I liked about it, Ronnie, he was slow away. He didn't panic, let the horse gather itself up, put it into the race. Uh, he's just in... Oh, I wouldn't say career's best form, but since coming home from Hong Kong, oh, Blake has definitely gone to another level. Yeah. Um, but you can do them things when things are happening for yeah. you. If a horse misses a start, you, you, you get a feel for it. And yep. you, if you're under pressure and you haven't win a, a winner for a ride and you've got these instructions to be third yeah. or fourth, then you panic. Yeah, exactly. So, But he, he didn't panic at all and it all fell into place. Naval Seal had every possible, but... He's a definite improver because he's only first up at a mile here on a testing track. So And he still looked a bit big in the yard yeah, as well. He's I, definitely I, improved. If, actually, if there's a horse to follow out of the meeting, he's the horse I want to follow, even though you could say back, well, why? You had every hope because of, of his rating, where he can go, and the improvement that he's got. So Phillipsburg's an iron horse. He goes out a touch too hard, Willinka Ruffio, although he did settle a little bit better there yesterday. And commanding was disappointing. Uh, here's Blake Shin. I don't know what happened, he just stepped a bit slow and yeah, and it ended up working out okay because they, they went really quick and he got into a nice spot when I, and I could go when I needed to, so he did a good job to overcome a slow start and still get away with a, a good win. What were your thoughts going into the race? Because they haven't been really making a lot of ground, they've been racing up on speed. You know, you, you don't want to take them out of their comfort zone, but what were your thoughts? Yeah, 100%, as you say, you still got to ride the horse. Um, and the, the connection said to me, be midfield. Um, I thought it may have been a pair closer, but he's a midfield run on style of horse and that's where he, he runs his best races. So I was mindful of Mark's horse getting a nice run in front, but uh, you, just gotta, you just gotta ride your horse to best suit it. And that was what we did today and it worked out well. Uh, the next was taken out by Diamil. Yep, he's a nice horse. He's uh, the backup certainly worked for him. He's a horse that John took to Queensland over the Winter Carnival and just to get his confidence up with a win there and he's come back. He's rained all a couple of wet tracks. So I think he's interesting. I think he can, you know, he could go to these races, these big money races at the end of the, you know, the end of the, the November or whatever, mid-November and he could be competitive. Purple Sector was much better there yesterday. Have a look at this Bonnie Ezra. Ezra, I was about yeah, to say. It ran through the line. He never, he never got moving on it. He had so he stuck up, stuck up bums and everything there. You yeah. wouldn't think he could pick up a staying yeah. horse like him. And he's a big, big, big striding horse. Needs a bit of room. Um, his last hundred metres was sensational. The way that he ran through the line. Yeah, no, no doubt. Considering where he, he got stopped in his tracks there a few times, he was excellent. Uh, let's go to John O'Shea and Regan Bayless. The other day, he just had his knickers in a knot. To be fair, last Saturday and. Just the occasion got a bit much for him. You can see today when he executed so much better, he's got a lovely turn of speed. Mm. The ground's perfect for him and you know, he loves a mile at Ramwick. What are you going to aim at? Oh, well, he's now, he can probably go to the Diamond. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we can run 1800, we'll test him at that. And then you know, beyond that, we'll probably freshen him up and go to the Gong or you know, maybe the, the Ingham now. And yeah. it's, you know, for a Ramwick miler, there's plenty of options and he, he really fits in well at that uh, profile. I just wanted to hold my spot a little bit early. The first two furlongs were, were run at a slow pace, so I was actually quite worried. But then the, during the middle stages, they actually sort of ramped it up a bit, which then he got into his rhythm, um, and he was never in doubt. He looked great in the enclosure. He looks like he's really come on from his last run. Yeah, most definitely, and he had a good blow today, so I reckon there's still improvement, improvement to come from him, but um, I think he'll get a little bit further as well. But he's, in the, he's a progressive horse, and he's in the right hands. There are no worries for these trainers when asked what, what he want to do. He just, he just rattled off three names there. Yeah. The diamonds, which is the five diamonds, 
for five-year-olds, it's worth two million. <laughs> the Gong, it's worth a million. And the Ingham. Now, if you didn't know, they've renamed the Villiers. It's called the Ingham, and now it's worth two million. Well, there's some options. There's plenty of options there for a nice horse. They're not worried, these trainers. No, they don't worried. have to make a decision. Definitely not. No, definitely not. We don't make decisions. There's no on rush. <laughs> Titanium power in the last. Joe Pride had to wait all day. He didn't get his suit until two o'clock. <laughs> got to the races and, and got the money. Yeah, I don't know whether he thought this was the one. I would have thought Cole Crusher was the P. Um, when Joe resumes these horses, he takes the blinkers off. Make okay, get He's more. He's better second up horse. Yeah. I'll put him back on then, and he did that with Cole Crusher here. Uh, but this horse, he's a, he's a big lump and a real tough horse as he proved uh, last preparation and uh, you would suggest there's only upside um, from here on in as far as um, going forward. Samut, one more stride and she wins uh, that race. I just wanted a little push from Brenton to yeah. say he was going to ride a little bit closer but he said you couldn't, can't take, can't. Can't take yeah. it out of the comfort zone so he had to ride it the way he did. But, um, and Rory gets suspended here on the winner for causing interference rolling in on the stable, mate. Yeah, exactly. So that's bad luck for him. Because uh, he's got a good association with this horse. Jizzy was disappointing back in early. I thought he was there to pounce. It was his right race, but he was very flat. He was very flat. OK, Joe Pride and Rory Hutchings. He's a super reliable, honest old horse, this horse, and um, he, uh, he never runs a bad race. And he's uh, a great victory for Rory, too. Yes, yeah, Rory's been his, uh, his best mate. I think, I think every win he's had, he's had with Rory on his back. So, um, no, it's, um, he's, he, as I say, he's been, he's been a great horse. Gets conditions to suit today, but it's a good tough win because he's still a little bit underdone. But he he shows really good toe early. Um, blinkers off, obviously. Deep in his prep, he's better with the blinkers on. But he showed good toe. I sat outside the stable, mate, and switched off perfect. And um, I was wanting Glenn to go, to go quicker at the top of the straight because I was travelling into it really well. And... He gave me a good kick. Um, I wasn't sure if we got there with the horse way out wide. I was cursing him on the winning post for not going straight, but like he's got such a big head. <laughs> I know he's a really big horse in condition as well, but how much improvement's he got? I, I, I know he's won first up before, but he looks like he's got massive amount of improvement. Yeah, well, that's the first time he's won over 1,200, so um, he's a 1,300-metre specialist and more. And I think every prep he, he sort of improved. And I always say when he gets the blinkers on, he finds at least another four lengths, so that's exciting this time. And OK, we'll take our final break. When we come back, uh, the Nature Strip and the Golden Eagle coming up with a big program at Roseville next Saturday. OK, let's have a look at a couple of markets. Uh, first of all, the Nature Strip on Saturday. Uh, $3 million, and it looks as though those horses there except for Bella Nipotina and Pulele, who went round in the Matacata. I think they're all confirmed. OK. Well, this is going to be a hot race hot again, race, isn't yeah. it? Lost and running. He needs uh, redemption. He needs to he just needs to show us what he's got, what he could have produced in that, in that Everest. Let's go to John O'Shea with an update on Lost and Running. You know, he'd had eight or nine idle days, you know. Um, we just went very kind to him after the, the incident and... Um, just important that he, he got back in the game a little bit and blew out a few cobwebs and he did that. But they were very quick home too, they were chasing a couple of fast horses so I said to Hugh, just let him do a little bit the last bit, you know, just to, because that'll be his gallop going into the race and you uh, can have a nice easy week now. The money for this race is extraordinary, not just the money around the Sydney Stakes but the Sydney Sprint Series carries 2.5 million for first, the race itself is 1.725 I'm not great at maths, but I think that adds up to 4.225 if you get the cash, and you're on top of the table with Marzu at this stage. Yeah, well, look, we'll just be happy to run well, and you know we'll let the prize money look after itself. Um, obviously, it's a big carrot. We were staying in Sydney no matter what. We must prefer to be here, and uh, hopefully he draws a gate where he can get a, a nice run in the race and just has a good week going into it with no problems. Yeah, no problems indeed. Uh, what about Marzu, who ran such a great race in the Everest? Quite looking forward to that 1300 um, all the way along and he's showing that in his races, the last little 200 metres of his, of his race is now getting to be the best part of him so uh, stepping out the 1300 metres looks ideal on uh, Saturday week. Enormous amount of cash up for grabs in this race, I'm sure it hasn't uh, not reached your attention with uh, the 1.725 for first. 2.5 million if you win the sprint series and you're the equal leader, that's over 4 mil. Yeah, it doesn't mean nothing if you don't win, mate. So, uh, admittedly, it's there, but it's 
my task and Paul's task is to get the horse as good as we can and, and for him to perform at his best and whatever happens after that, well, it will be. But uh, we're really focused on this race, and not only for the, for the, for the next week, but for the future as well as, as where, we, where we go and how far we go with him. All right. I wonder if Greg Pritchard's going to produce these figures for our next interview. <laughs> he'd know Because him. he'd know them off by heart. <laughs> he'd know them off by heart. They're not Kiwi dollars, they're Aussie dollars. Great and he'd have it spent as well. <laughs> what a country. Here's Bjorn talking about overpass. Yeah, well, I think he, he's always like, sort of suggested he'd get over further, and he ran a good fourth as a two-year-old over 1,400 in the size produce in Brisbane. So either way, I'm not too bothered. Um, a lot of it's probably tempo-related. He's able to just use that natural early speed he had, and, and uh, we'll have a good think about it. But uh, either way, either options in terms of prize money is very good. And beyond this campaign, he's obviously had a great run in the spring. You're going to expect a better horse next year, right? Yeah, I hope so. He's, he's continued to improve everything he's done. He's, he's, he's taken a good step. So they're, they're not sure, the uh, Baker Stable, whether to go to the Nature Strip or indeed the Golden Eagle. Mm. Uh, and we don't have too many horses who have tried to do the, uh, the double running in the Everest and running in the Golden Eagle, but Sunlight certainly ran well. Yeah, Sunlight did. bounced back off a... An inglorious performance in the Everest, but yeah. she ran great. So here's the market for the, the Golden Eagle, the $10 million Golden Eagle, Light Infantry, the import, everyone's talking Light Infantry up. Um, and Overpass isn't even on that first page, but the import's a favourite. What do we know? Well, he's here, he's well, um, so they say, and he's, he's got proper form, so we've we, we, we got to respect him. He's a proper horse. And I think Peter Moody's, I heard... Jamie Carr says she's coming for the race instead of Derby Day, and so that might mean Peter Moody's bringing both his horses mm -hmm. as well. Uh, well, Willie Pike is going to ride Gypsy Goddess. He won the Group 1 Oaks on her in uh, Queensland, and David Van Dyke trying to win the Golden Eagle first up. She's been really good to me so far, so has David Van Dyke, and the, and the owners entrusted me with a horse like her. I'm really lucky. She won the Oaks in great fashion. Um, yeah, she's been good to me, and hopefully she can be good to me again uh, next weekend. That race was in June, hasn't raced since, but it trialled well when third over 1,200 at Warwick Farm on Monday. Yep, she's been well prepped for this, uh, for the Golden Eagle first up. Uh, I think two, three trials all up now. I really liked her last trial, she hit the line well. Yep, we're looking good. We're looking and good. what about uh, Godolphin's <coughs> Golden Eagle aspirations? Here's Darren. They've both come out of that last start extremely well, the Silver Eagle. Um, it actually wasn't a bad thing having the race delayed a week for Volana. Just be able to get a couple more gallops in him and um, it would have really stretched him on that heavy track when the races were called off. So the run the other day, he was, he, he was, he was electrifying the way he let down. He, he showed his class and um, he's come off that good Queensland winter form. And uh, yeah, he's perfect going into the race second up and Brigantine, He's just looking for that little bit further. He just got dropped at, at a vital stage with Valana sprinting away from him, but he, he closed off nicely. Both are going into the races as, as, as well as they can be. He loves that always. Yeah. That B, yep. All I hear is Valana. Every time he says Valana, his eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Damien Fitton from the Waller Camp. We've got a nice team that's, that's heading towards the Golden Eagle. Um, fangirl she trialled on Monday. Um, he was very impressed with her. She's freshened up nicely since the Epsom and um, she'll she'll um, be a big hope in the race. Hinge was third in the Epsom, got squeezed in that last little bit. Certainly this is a race it can win. Yeah, she's a very tough mare. Uh, she's come through the run extremely well, had a little freshen up, had a trial on Monday. Kieran was pleased. Um, she's uh, ticking over nicely and look, it's a very nice race for her and um, she's in with a big chance. And tell us about Wellwall, if it can get a run. Yeah, a new import that uh, the team's acquired. Um, Alsha Cab sent him over here from France and um, he's got some really good form. He, he won a Group 3 three starts ago and he's raced in Group 1s con competitively since. So um, we're obviously just hoping he can get a run and um, if he does, I'm sure he'll make his presence felt. All right, and uh, finally, Neil Payne telling us about Gay and Adrian. The Congo, he'll go round in it, um, 1,500. He, look, he ran a terrific race over the 1,200 the other day. Um, he's won over 1,400, the Golden Rose, so this is the first time he's stretched out to 1,500. So, look, Gay and Adrian are pretty confident that he will get the 1500 because, you know, he does settle in his races. He's not a mad puller, so he'll be up on pace and nice and relaxed, so he'll run a terrific race in it. You don't spend any petrol in the first uh, 
1,200 metres of a race like that at Rose Hill, it's almost like going downhill for some in the straight. That, that's exactly right. You, know, you, you find if horses can get 1,400 at Rose Hill, they'll normally get 1,500 because there's, there's not so much pressure on early, so he pings the lids and just gets there easy. So he'll, he'll just travel right on the pace or, or lead, you know, and just nice and relaxed. And uh, Tim Clark's riding, so um, Tim knows him. So who's riding Converge, and what do you make of that horse? Needs to improve, but at its best it can certainly be competitive. Yes, um, Regan Bayless is riding Converge. Now, on face value, Converge has been a little bit disappointing if you look at him. But look, just the wet tracks haven't suited him at all. He needs a firm surface, and I will say that Gay and Adrian have absolutely set him for this race. He's just had one race his preparation, and that's the Golden Eagle on Saturday. So he'll be primed up, and look, he'll run a terrific race. He's a Group 1 winner. Um, we just want a firm, firm surface for him. Uh, so, $10 million Golden Eagle, $3 million Nature Strip, the $750,000 Rose Hill Gold Cup, and also the half million dollar Four Pillars, which was a ticketed race last year, like, like the Kosciuszko, but this year it is a straight-out uh, uh, benchmark order of entry race, half a million, for midway horses. Yep. So that's the other. Really great days, right? Just some come out of it yes. last year, and yep. look where it's gone to. For sure. Uh, it'll be running in the Golden Eagle. Yep. And that is it. Thank you. That's a wrap. See you at Rose Hill. It's going to be a ripper meeting next week. Why not? What? Rose Hill Gardens next Saturday for the Golden Eagle worth $10 million and other races. So you'll see it all here on Sky Thoroughbred Central.